0: IATSE Local 212 represents over 1,000 artists, technicians, and craftspeople working in Southern Alberta's entertainment industry. In the screen industry, they service projects with budgets ranging from $100,000 to $100 million. Recent increases to local production volumes have led to increased outreach and training. They promote respectful workplaces, safety, fairness, and first-rate benefits for their members. Local 212 is open to partnering with other industry stakeholders on training and marketing initiatives. They offer an informative set etiquette course each month, which is open to all. To learn more about them, please check out their website at iatse212.com, or like and follow them on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram. Happy podcasting! Hello! Hello! Welcome to the Alberta
1: Filmmakers Podcast. Yes, the caffeinated Alberta Filmmakers Podcast here. Last episode... We
0: recommended coffee shop. That's right. And yes, Weeds was one of them. Good point. I forgot about are. that. I didn't we didn't even do yeah. that on purpose. No, <laughs> no. Uh, we're but recording in a coffee shop. Yeah, Weeds has a great big table at the back. That you can fit yes. like six people at. Yes. And Good for production table. Meetings, Yeah, so. uh, it's just the two of us at that table, so no one else <laughs> can sit here. Uh, and we're podcasting. So this is the Alberta Filmmakers Podcast, and uh, we are on a mission to connect and inspire the uh, Alberta film community. Mm-hmm. Um, and that mission is going pretty well, I think. Yeah. 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 And we we do that
1: uh, hopefully by sharing the details of projects that we're actually working on and maybe you can find some insight in that or, or sure. connection in that and uh, something that we're working on right now is this film called
0: Jonesen. Yeah. So this is a film that's uh, partially financed through the uh, Calgary Film Center's Project Lab uh, which we're so so lucky to uh, to be part of and uh, we're going to camera in September which is yeah. next month now that's exactly what
1: happened to me at the beginning of this yes. month. <laughs> the beginning of this month I was like oh tomorrow's August which means we're shooting next month oh that's scary that's
0: scary um, um, Yeah, let's get some work done yeah so uh, we're, we're, into, we're kind of into everything right now we're having stunts conversations and special effects and makeup and art department and um, locations and uh, casting and uh, crewing up for you know a variety of positions and budgeting and <sighs> it's busy Busy, times, busy for sure. It's busy. Um, I think
1: something that is exciting that I don't know if everybody knows about yet though uh, is you know the ATB Artist Branch that they've yeah. opened up. They yeah. were at Story Summit, uh, and and Dylan Pierce shared the, his experience working with them at that point. Um, but if you need some interim financing, and and you do, maybe even like I, I know that some of the hundred Ks. Uh, at this in the story hive yeah. world, um, even if they weren't finding any other money,
0: I mean, you don't get all your money totally. up front. Yeah. It's a drawdown system. So, yeah, and if you're not, if honestly, if you're not using the, the AMF with underk K, you're missing out on a, a lot of money, like $30,000 right. kind of
1: thing. Absolutely. It's a yeah. good point. Yeah. Uh, so totally we should talk. Yeah, we should, we, we should maybe talk about a financing structure for that if they do it again, because, uh, um, that may be a common challenge, but, um, ATB has, uh, already started the conversation with us and, and it seems to be fairly easy. Um, yeah. we'll see once we get really deep into it, but, um,
0: I think it's something that more people should learn about if, uh, if you haven't already. Yeah. The big, the big, huge mind blowing thing for me was, was when we were chatting with him yesterday and and he said that paying the loan back, um, you just pay the interest at the end of every Right. You don't actually pay any of the principal back until, um, your grant money's come back to you. It's amazing which yeah. which is i don't know how common that is but it definitely didn't happen to us in the last movie <laughs> yeah. so it was like two thousand bucks a month that is getting yeah. pulled yeah. out of our bank account yeah. every month and, and that's uh, and that when, hurts you're, when you're trying yeah, to run a business when every
1: penny is yeah not not to yeah. mention the business but every penny counts even in post-production right like yeah um that's that's yeah, that's huge
0: you start losing like so you get your you know we get a loan for 50 and then and then another thirty thousand dollars and um you start paying that back as soon as as soon as you get the money you pay yeah $2, you're back. already yeah and it's and it's kind of like yes sir because i have to prove to you that i can keep up these
1: payments because yeah. that's how a loan works totally but man like this is a unique scenario uh, where the project and the
0: creation oh, of the assets needs to come first it's just so it's just like that alone was like just gave me such a sigh of relief yeah yeah um just from a cash flow perspective so yeah they've been, they've been great to work with so far mm-hmm. um we're just getting into it but uh yeah so that's true Totally! Oh my God, what a great, awesome conversation talking about interim finance. <laughs> yeah, are you excited? Um, we got
1: a long episode, uh, so yeah. Let's just let's kind of rip through, through, it. through this. The
0: Storyhive Documentary Edition. Uh, the voting is now closed, right? But there were a lot of projects that looked so amazing. Yeah, right? yeah. So yeah. You know, thank you to everyone. A lot of the stories were very personal. Totally, um, yeah. So, you know, and you put yourself out there to sh- to share that, even you know, especially not knowing if you're going to make that
1: mm-hmm, or not. Mm-hmm,
0: mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, thanks for you know a lot of bravery there in doing that That's for sure and, and
1: and i i i think actually we talk with a documentary filmmaker on this episode and something that we talk about we're, we're actually splitting this episode into two pieces so yes. i don't know if it's this episode or not but um i talk specifically about how adam scorgie uh it made a documentary about what he knew at the time, and I think that's what that's what I'm impressed with. Like nobody's got a crazy documentary where they're trying to do a biopic on uh, 1930s sure. icon Dennis Day. It's right. like you can you can uh, you can you should make the documentary that you should make that you're properly positioned to make, and then. Adam Scourgey shows us how he, you can spin that out into, well, now I'm making a documentary about Donnie, uh, Danny Treo. and now I'm making a documentary about something I would have nothing to do with, but because I've got the chops now, right? because got I started connection. with what I knew, yeah. it's very interesting. Yeah, I think that's a great point. So yeah, congrats to them. And then uh, this, uh, Calgary, what is a CIF volunteering or yeah, CSIF volunteering? The
0: Calgary National Film Festival's volunteering system is now open, and they oh. partnered with the CSIF. Oh, okay. So you can actually get um, up to, f- if you volunteer for... Oh, um, cool! At the Calgary National—you can get five of those hours towards your CSAF that's awesome. volunteer hours, That's which very cool get you towards your membership. Yeah, fantastic! Or your production membership. So you need twenty hours of, of volunteer time at the CSAF to upgrade to a production membership, which it just gives you uh, insane, insane uh, discounts on. For gear. sure, for sure. Uh, there's a lot of benefits to being a production member. Yeah, and this way you kind of get a two for one. Totally. Yeah, yeah. five hours uh, counts towards both, so that's pretty cool. Absolutely. And uh, of course, Winona Earp uh, is coming back
1: for Yay. season four. Uh, we we learned this at Comic Con. And um, a fourth season created by Emily Anders, produced by Calgary based 724 Films and distributed globally by IDW Entertainment. Winona Earp stars Canadian actor Melanie Scrofano. Uh, and uh, season two, what's the. I mean, it's just coming it's, back. As yeah, a, it's coming yeah. back.
0: Well, I mean, yeah, I mean, the growth of this show is crazy. Oh yeah, like, have, yeah, has yeah. grown, you know, thirty to thirty-three percent, right year over year um, for for a bunch of different demographics. It's it's, this, it's blowing up. Mm-hmm. It's huge, mm-hmm. and and a mm-hmm. passionate fan base. It's very cool. Yeah, so so pleased that it's made in Alberta um, by some of the you know probably the the best Alberta producers, <laughs> <laughs> uh, except for us, of course. Yeah, of course. Uh, so the Canada Media Fund has renewed their Germany and South Africa agreements. Um, and increase the total funding of the Canada Germany Digital Media incentive to about four hundred fifty thousand dollars Canadian. Um, and for South Africa, it's about one hundred twenty thousand dollars Canadian. So if you've got a co production uh, that you're thinking about, uh, that's definitely something to look into because you can tap into more money. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, we talked about this at the end of the last episode. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: but uh, yeah, just just a reminder that the uh, the cyborgs are back. <laughs> uh, with uh, a new trailer for uh, this exciting web series. Um, and you should check out our, our episode with them. Um, but they're, I mean, they've tapped into a really cool niche here, and I'm impressed with, um, this kind of like vintage 80s world yeah. that, that, like, this kind of sub genre that has come up as like a parody of 80s movies. Yeah. Um, but still, kind of
0: maintains like the wonder that of oh, the video store. How, or like uh, when yeah, I was maybe, a kid. maybe because that's the nostalgia factor for us. Yeah, maybe it activates that in our brains that it doesn't in other people. Right, right. That might be it, or because it just looks kick-ass. Yeah, yeah. You know, it's like it's it, I equate it to back in the 80s when you showed like a Super 8 home movie that that gave you that nostalgic feeling. Now, mm-hmm. I think we're another generation removed from that.
1: Yeah, I just love the they're working with a company called Magnetic Magic,
0: I think, for okay. some
1: distribution. And they they are literally going to distribute on VHS, Amazing. I believe. Amazing. Um, and and like they're going to have like little tears in the VHS box. And it's like it's, yeah. it's, it's just so perfect. That's um, great. Yeah. So, let's get into uh, our
0: guest, and that is uh, Adam Scorgi. Um now He's been on the show before. He has been on the show before. But he is probably one of, if not the hardest working filmmaker
1: in Alberta. It seems like it, for sure. And, I mean, if we're talking about a documentary right now in, in the community, uh, he's a good voice to hear from. And... Uh, he likes to speak and use that voice.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, Which is great. cover your ears if they're sensitive to foul language. He actually wasn't that bad, bad in
1: the, in this one. Um, it's just he and I, but uh, but he, yeah, not as <laughs> not as much swearing. There is a, there is a sex analogy though, but you'll you'll like it. Adam, Scorgy, you're back on the show. Back again. I poked uh, you since I was in Calgary. <laughs> it's about time. Um,
2: See what was going on. Catch but I'm up.
1: always nervous because you've been on one of the biggest podcasts in the world. And I'm like, this is so low class compared to the Joe Rogan experience.
2: No, no, um, no. Nonsense. This is fun. I love, I listen to you guys. Actually, I I have Joe Rogan's podcast as like my podcast playlist. And I have you guys uh, and you guys and then Dan Carlin's Hardcore History. So oh, don't yeah. feel That's a great one, I, I love listening to podcasts. I love being on You're good them. company.
1: There, that's uh, that's awesome. Yeah. So tell me uh, what has been up since. I mean, I don't, I don't think we we talked about the Danny Trejo situation no. on the last one. You were just kind of getting into it.
2: Yeah. So we just wrapped filming on that. It took we were we we're about six to eight months, but we were behind because um, one of the end scenes we were looking for. So. For those that are listening, don't know who Danny Trejo is. He's the big bad Chicano in every movie, in the, every, yeah. the scary Mexican, machete. Yes, he was the Tortuga in uh, Breaking Bad. It was his head that got caught off. He's in right, the Sons right. of Anarchy. He's in everything. He's been in over yeah. 356 movies. Breaking
1: Bad. He had a good couple episodes. He's he's it,
2: 356 movies. The guy. Like been I've in. heard
1: a quote where he's like, "I think I'm in this movie." Like he doesn't know the movies. No, he's no, been he in. does that with
2: his kids. His kids, <laughs> his, kids his kids, his family. Was like What are you guys watching? They're like a movie. Like, am I in it? And they're like. <laughs> I don't know. He's like, well, why are you watching it? Right? <laughs> <laughs> but he... Um, so we... we, When he was in prison, so those that don't know his personal life, is Danny was... He didn't get out of prison until he was 29. He'd served uh, almost 10 years in California, and all of them in Chino, Folsom, Soledad, oh, San wow. Quentin, Tracy, all Holy. of them. And he actually... He can tell the story now because statute of limitations, but he, uh, him, and another guy incited a riot in Soledad in 1968. Okay, and he threw a rock and hit a prison guard in the head and was up for two gas chamber sentences. Whoa. So when he was in the hole on death row, he um, had said he prayed to God and said, "God, if you exist, just let me die with dignity." And I promise, I will turn my life around and get back to my fellow man. So when he goes to trial, the prosecutor was asking the prison guard. Who hit you with the rock? And he's like, I'm not sure who did. I know it was one of those guys but I can't pick one. So mm-hmm. the prosecution wasn't willing to try to execute wow. all three guys. So wow. he got off in a technicality. Damn. He could have just said one of them. Like he could yeah, have, he could have just been, it te- right? could have just been, you know, like, racist guy and been like, totally that totally. Mexican guy. And right we there. know
1: with all the like body cam stuff now that like, this has been happening with police and, and presumably guards for, for
2: decades. So Danny Crazy. took that as a divine no doubt, sign no that he was given another chance. So he got sober in prison because he was addicted to heroin in prison. He'd started shooting heroin when he was 12 years old and doing armed robberies when he was 10. Oh my God. Um, around those, maybe one of the other where it was 10, but he, <laughs> right. really young, like <laughs> yeah, crazy yeah. young that he was doing armed robberies and stuff. So when he got out, when he finally got out, he got into rehabilitation and started working as a sponsor and wow. help people in drug addiction counseling. Um, and his motto was everything good that's come to him as a direct result of him helping others,
1: including his taco company.
2: Yeah. <laughs> well, here, well, and here's how he writes it. So we had to get back into a prison. So we finally got into one in Arizona because the California prisons, they would not, there's a new guy in charge of their media there and he would not let us in. Is we, it, we, and, and
1: that's that's a question I had for you because we we had a, a prison scene out exterior and like everyone told me you'll never get into a prison like they don't they don't want to mess with people like you know like could be an escape att- attempt or something they don't want yeah, dude and I, I've seen photos you've been on some prisons not oh, yeah. not well all. we
2: went into a few closed ones right. for B roll but then we finally got into an Arizona State prison they let us in the minimum security section okay. and it was wow. and it was because Danny's business manager Mary her daughter was working there and getting her. So they allowed us in and Arizona worked good because aesthetically it kind of looks like California prisons right. with sure. like the deserty surroundings, right. the hot climate and stuff like that. So, and Danny went and spoke to 60 inmates because that promise that he made, ah, he still gives back part of it. 50 years. It's coming Amazing. up in 50 he years today. It. He still does that. Incredible. So yeah, we had, you know, 60 inmates in there and Danny went and told this whole speech and he goes back to how he's like, listen guys, I know what you're coming. And he, he dude, he's. He's, he's funny yeah and they can everyone relate they just listen like kids like mm-hmm. at kindergarten because he's like I've been there I've been where you're sitting right in fact I was in the hole facing death row charges so when you tell me you can't you can't turn your life around I know you can right right and when you say wow. you don't understand no I do understand right and he his thing he he put this talk together that was so I'm giving spoilers here but he, <laughs> he, he talks so like he said listen for those of you who don't believe me when he said everything good that has come to me is a direct result of me helping others he's like and it started small when i got out of prison right he's like i got out of prison and i would just help my next door neighbor there was an old lady take her garbage to the end of the driveway he's right. like no don't get me wrong he's like the first time i went to do it she's like, no don't rob me don't rob me. he's like shut up <laughs> give me your garbage right and like he's like you know right. it's tough you're an inmate you have yeah, to break yeah. that and you have a totally different body per, uh what's a not image but um you carry this aggression because right. in prison you always have to make everybody think that you're a killer. Like of if course, you fuck yeah. with me, I'll kill
1: you. Right.
2: Right. So you, he's like, then you have to get out and you have to lose that. Right. You have to open people and welcome them right, in. Right. 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 So that's why Danny was so good in intimidating movies because he had that look like there's He'd already been acting to, that way. They're like, dude, where did you study? He's like, uh, <laughs> when I did armed robberies when I was 12, like, <laughs> <laughs> right. So, but he breaks the story down of how, He, when he got out of prison, he's like, man, what can I do? I got no experience. I'm almost 30. Um, I got prison tattoos. And he's like, okay, well, I can do yard work, right? Like, he's like, and he jokes. He's like, Mexicans do grass, right? Like, so he's like, he's like, I'll do yard work. So he's like he's like i got a mower and i started doing a few lawns and there's a lady across the street that i used to know her before i went to prison and they used to have the most immaculate yard but then their husband passed away and it all fallen so he's like okay well there's my thing i can help her like so he's like as he got more money week to week they'd do a little more they would mow and then they trim they put some flowers in and they made her yard look good again then the other neighbor was like hey he's like and danny tells the story so funny he's like hey jose come here and danny's like that's an extra 20 bucks <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and, then, and he's like and he says how much you charge and do the old lady and danny's like we don't and the guy's like what do you mean you don't and he's like i just she's a neighbor and her husband passed so i just help her and the guy brought him into a garage and danny's like it was one of those garages where like if you take the hammer you know the hammer's missing because there's a like a screen <laughs> yeah. he's like and it had ten thousand dollars worth of equipment at blowers Whoa. and edgers and mowers and the guy said you can use all this equipment and go do all the lawns you want for your business. Just do mine and hers for free. Wow, amazing! So Danny was like right there. He's like, "That's my example of that. That's, uh, I helped her. That's so this perfect. opened to me, and then that was his first small business that uh, he got out of prison."
1: I want to cry like that because it, like doing something nice for someone led him to a business like like. A, and then it that's also, such the quintessential example. It, of it
2: also led him to his first movie role. Oh, okay. So he's it's midnight. He's. Watching Johnny Carson just about to go to sleep, he gets a call from one of his sponsors. Danny, I think I'm gonna use. There's all this cocaine. And uh and Danny's like, in my fifty years of being in counseling, no one has ever called me and said, I think I'm going to. Usually they go, I fell off the wagon. Right, yeah. I got wasted. So he's like, Okay, I'll be there. What's the address? Right. And then and Danny, he's got such a great sense of humor. He jokes, he looks, he, he says he looks up at God. He's like, God. When I made his promise, I thought I was only going to live for, like, two to three years. So, <laughs> right, you know, I, I didn't realize. 15 years, it's getting tiring, man. <laughs> so then he drives down there, having no idea where it is. Like, what's this address? And he pulls up, and he sees all these guys. And they got these tattoos, and they're doing push-ups. And he's like, oh, look at these guys. Aren't they cute, right? Trying to be tough. <laughs> and he's like, dude, that's a great tattoo. And he, like, rubbed the guy's arm, and it came off. He's like, Hey. <laughs> It was a what? fake tattoo, and then he realized it was a movie set. Ah, I see. And uh, a, right away, one of the production crew comes over and says, Hey, like you got a great look, could you be an extra? And he's no like, An extra, what? And they're like, <laughs> An extra in a movie, and he's like, well, What do I gotta do? And they're like, Can you look like a convict? He's like, I can probably make that work,
1: right?
2: So then he takes off his shirt. And he's got that famous La Mariacha right, prison right. tattoo that got done in like four different prisons. Right. Um, and right away, Eddie Bunker, who was, I believe, he's the assistant director on that, recognized him because he watched him fight in San Quentin. Danny was a welterweight champ of San oh, Quentin when he fought too. Damn,
0: what a life! I know this his guy. life is
2: like you when you when you tell it as a doc, <laughs> you're like, no, no, they come on, <laughs> like you, you're like you couldn't script a story exactly, like this, exactly, right? Yeah. So he's like, no, that's Dan. And then he came up, he's like, hey, Danny's like, are you still fighting? Danny's like, well, I can't get a license because I'm gonna. I got a criminal record, but I still train. I keep myself in shape. He's like, yeah, you look great. He's like, listen, we need you to train our lead actor uh, to box. And Danny's like, well, okay. Well, he's like, but I just got offered this extra gig, right? And it's paying 30 bucks a day. How much are you paying to do this? And they're like, we'll give you 300 bucks a day. And Danny's like, 300 bucks a day. Shoot, give this guy a baseball bat. And he kicked the shit out of me for 300 bucks a day. And they're like, no, 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 no one needs to get beat up. We just need you to train him. And he keeps firing his trainers because he's like, Uh, he was high maintenance. And that was um, Eric Roberts at the time, right? For runaway train. So he was a big star and Danny didn't even know who he was. Right. And he was like, well, I'm not scared of no fucking actor. Right. right? Like, so, and, Eric Roberts listened to him, right? right he's right. like, okay, yeah, we'll train. And, <laughs> and then they were doing a sparring session and the director, which was like a Russian, Russian aristocrat comes up and he saw Danny's like, you, you will be in my movie. And Danny's like, okay. And then he came up and he, you know, like European, then kissed Danny on either <laughs> side of his cheek. Uh-oh. Danny jokes, cause Eddie Bunker sit next to him and the guy walks away and he goes, Eddie, he's like, I'll beat anybody up. I'll train anyone. Like, shoot, you can give a guy a stick and they can beat me up. But if old men are kissing me every day, <laughs> I'm going to need more than 300 bucks a day. If he's in a prison, he's got a great sense of humor, right? So, right, right, right. but again, he went down to help a young man with his rehabilitation and Walked on a movie set, right. and that is how it all opened for him. Wow, that, wow. And then because Eddie Bunker was in prison with him, Eddie Bunker also wrote Heat. John Voight's character and Eddie Bunker is based on Eddie Bunker. Oh, that's actually what wow. Eddie Eddie Bunker knew Danny's cousin, who was the one that trained Danny to be an armed robber because Danny's cousin was a uh, a well known gangster in Pacoima. And Eddie Bunker would sell the robberies. This is how you get away with it. If you come in the building here and you exit here and you pay me for those. So that's what John Voight's character was in Heat. And that's why if you go back and watch Heat, listeners, Danny's character is actually named Trejo to Uh, honor his cousin. Really? Yeah, nice. Because Danny was originally hired as the armed robbery consultant huh. on that movie.
1: Cool, cool, amazing. So, That's a so, great movie.
2: Anyway, we just we just wrapped. We're in deep and post right now. We're hoping to submit to Sundance and South by Southwest cool. and Tribeca.
1: Amazing. Um, You've already got like Variety did a story on. Yeah, it?
2: Hollywood Reporter did like a whole front page thing. Amazing. Where it's it's an interesting spot because I've you know I've been fortunate enough to do. My team does very well on our docs financially both when we're in production and we sell them. But this one's been really different where people really been aggressively trying to get our rights right up front. Right, and that's okay. where we were talking a little bit right. about distribution before we went here. And yeah, it's funny yeah. cause I mean, I don't knock them for trying, but people come up and they'll, they'll be like, Oh, like, you know, some, I'm not going to say they're but reputable companies, very yeah. reputable. Yeah. Like we'll take it on, we'll do this and this. And having done this long enough and been in a sales thing, it's funny cause I sit with them and they're like, I'm like, okay, so Uh, If you want me to give you worldwide rights right now, like uh, what's your minimum guarantee you're putting up or MG, right? We say in there. Yeah, yeah. Well, no, 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 no. We'll just do like a 65-35 split. And I try to go, no, no, no. Like, <laughs> I was like, I was like here's, here's two things. I was like, one, I was like, you're asking me to give you something before. Like, I could go to a big festival and there could be a bidding war. So why so, would I give this to you for there free? There already
1: is a bidding war, apparently. that A couple is. companies are interested. We've yeah. had
2: two hard offers already before yeah. it's even done. And then the other it's thing. So, it's
1: so why is the MG, why has it gone away? Like. Just because there's so many
2: titles now that even if it's a good film, it right. just doesn't hit. Right. Right. It's one of the pros and cons of the digital era is that Netflix is awesome for a lot of things, but it's... And I wouldn't just blame Netflix. I just think there's so much more content. Oh, totally. Now.
1: Like, it'd be amazing to be on Netflix, but that's a good way to have your content disappear too. It's because if they don't promote it, like you're the one who has to say it's on netflix go and see, you're, it.
2: see and i'm used to always promoting my stuff of course, so that of course, works yeah. for me right <laughs> <Yeah>. where
1: <laughs> but it, it's uh you know there's just so much like i
2: i mean i was scrolling through the other day i was like i have heard nothing about this movie yeah, and yeah. it has all these big actors yeah. and you watch it and it was actually really good and i'm yeah. like have i heard nothing about this yeah, yeah. like no release so that's it's, why it's it's, the, it's such
1: a uh paradigm shift when because netflix is doing and i i, I think some people are speculating but netflix is doing something different when it comes to making big budget films they don't seem to care about putting a ton of money into marketing and it, it's See, just
2: the whole and that's a big thing that's shifting in the 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 whole industry right now is that this old draconian way of doing things is just not working anymore yeah but so many people are stuck in it right, right yeah. if you think about it like think about any other business so like a relatively cheap movie 10, 12, $20 million. That's cheap as far as like movies can cost up to 400, right? You think in any other business, if you spend 10 to 20 million, (laughs) what kind of assets you get, like think you can, you for 12 million, you could open a cactus club, own the building, Mm -hmm. right? So Mm -hmm. like, even if the restaurant failed, you've got a building worth $6 million. But at the end of the day with a movie, you own a thumb drive, right? right? (laughs) That's really all you own, a thumb drive, right? And if it accidentally leaks and it's the, one of the only things that the longer it sits the less it's worth,
1: yeah, yeah. right?
2: Whereas almost everything yeah. else, property increases, up, gold yeah, yeah, yeah. increases, yeah, sure. assets you have increased. So yeah. nowadays you're seeing the Blumhouse model, which even M. Night Shyamalan went to, right? Yes, he wanted yeah. to go with the visit. They yeah. were originally looking for a $60 million budget. Yeah. Blumhouse is like, dude, no, no, no. Get this idea of getting like a $2 million fee. Totally. That's not happening. Totally, we're yeah. going to do the whole movie for 5 million. Yeah. He's like, but you're going to have major back end points, right? right? And because we don't have to spend you know, 50 million in advertising you'll make back. And then that movie ended up doing just under like, hundred million unreal. And yeah. M Knight's like, dude, I made more money on that movie than like anything I've <laughs> right, ever done. Right, then any because fee, yeah. so he's like, so that's the model that people are trying to do it. And totally, that's why yeah. my team and I are having such great success with docs is because we can bring in these great budgets and the Americans are like, wait, 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 you can, you can get this big of a budget and the only gap is like hundred thousand dollars because we get the cmf regional bonus yeah, we get the alberta yeah, fund right. we get the federal tax credit we get a broadcast license and all we've sold is pay tv canada yeah right or canadian tv and they're like and the rest of the world's wide open so that's what we did with ice guardians where with the rest of the world we did a worldwide netflix deal and netflix allowed us six months transactionals on all the platforms so that we made you know, a good chunk of change on that.
1: Oh, so like, meaning like iTunes or or Yeah, they, let, they
2: sometimes wow. for the dollar amount they gave us, they gave us a really good deal yeah. worldwide, uh, 80 countries, 15 different languages, wow. um, but they wanted to say, okay, you can't put on any platforms right. first, right? right? And then we said, no, 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 no. you're going to give us platforms. And they did. You said no to Netflix. I've got a great sales <laughs> agent. That's the thing is you can actually wow. I know most people are just like, Oh Netflix deal take it. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like, exactly, even yeah. some people are like, I'll take no fee, just get it on there. Yeah, right. Totally, like, yeah, yeah. Um, so no, we 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 negotiated back and they said okay, and then they gave us six months of the transactionals because we knew we had a big uh, like online following. Right. We did really, really well in well, transactionals. We you,
1: you could leverage that. Cause I mean it's interesting the way you shoot docs, you're you're building buzz all the time and over. over a longer period of time, right? Yeah. Because, you know, narrative, you're shooting 15 straight days and you're super busy shooting, of course, and it's hard to, to do the marketing. It's interesting the way you have like, okay, now I get like, now I get this piece of content or this photo or I get this piece of art created yeah. and, and it builds and builds. I've smart.
2: stumbled on that accidentally and, and seeing like the difference if you're doing dramatic because right. thing with dramatic is like, actors get paid to do the movie mm. and if you want them to do anything outside of that their right. agents are like uh-uh you want yeah. a tweet that costs my uh-uh yeah. you want this yeah. it's more money whereas with docs people are usually really passionate about the subject right, matter right. so they're happy to be to promote it and one of the things i do and this i know a lot of other producers are like what why would you i usually just go 50 50 partnerships with my talent okay right? and it was like, why would you give that much and i yeah, was yeah. like because in the long run, if we're partners with Danny mm. or we're partners with Grant Fuhrer, or we're partners with whoever we're working, then when we need to do promotion for it, they're not like, oh, $10,000 appearance fee, $10,000 appearance fee. Oh, you want me to go on Jimmy Kimmel? $10,000. Like it's far more valuable right. to have them. Because they are motivated as they well. They are yeah, motivated yeah. to promote it and put it on their platforms. And, you know, and.
1: So does that mean like a producer credit? Is that where you're like. No, no. I give them actually 50.
2: It's because I mitigate the risk coming out of Canada. Yeah. Then the back end is actually substantial. Right. right like so for inmate i mean i don't want to talk i mean i'm not scared i'm so open about this yeah, but totally, yeah. we're getting some crazy numbers for inmate that like i've never even heard of in my third docs so like, like
1: as far as offers for, yeah okay.
2: like we'll we'll see everybody's waiting to see when it's done they love the sizzle reel and they're like look if your film matches the sizzle reel like you know nbc universal's talking like you know 1.2 million dollar buyout and like we'll see right it's right, all right. The Holy thing shade, I can top. tell running, it's all bullshit until there's <laughs> until there's cash in the so accounts, especially like, in this business. Right? Yes, yeah, it's, like, it's just all bullshit. But who knows, right? And the the thing with the film industry is, if you have bidding wars, right? If NBC Universal comes in, then you go to Netflix and say, "Hey, how much do you guys want to pay?" And totally, totally, yeah. So, you know, but because we mitigate out of like, we only have to cover like two hundred grand. So if we just make our generic deals that we did in our previous things, right, everybody's fine. in the green because right. the way I do it, and we got a substantial budget. Like we got just over, I think 800,000 Canadian for inmate, right? Wow. With the CMF. That was, we got performance envelope and regional bonus yeah, yeah. and all that stuff. So,
1: so just because you're so open, you're saying you had a 100 or 200. Yeah. There's gap. a gap. So and, I had private gap. For and y- you private or, yeah. or loan or something? Private. Okay. Yeah. Right I've got right.
2: some access to private, which gives Great. me, that's another thing that I've learned gives me a, a lot of, it, it was, cause we had an offer so you, we had an offer from E1 right at the start. Oh, wow. Right at the gates, yeah. right? And I'd never... I've worked with E1 before, and like for them to slam it down right away before it shot a frame, I was yeah, like... Yeah maybe I shouldn't give my rights
1: like this. I was like, yeah, dude, I've, I've knocked on e one's door a few times and it was, I got a, we got a meeting one time and just no response when we sent them. You. It's,
2: uh, yeah. No, say, it's they're, they, but they're huge. They become so they're big. Massive. Like their yeah. reporting takes forever. I'm not a, I'm not a huge fan. They yeah. are obviously they're great. They yeah. do what they do, but they focus on the big movies and the indie guys get. That's where I can tell if I can give, you know, advice to all other filmmakers is don't be swayed by the big name. Find the distributor. Mm or sales agent or whatever that really believes in your project because right, yeah. in the long run they will do so much better for it because here here's always just the simple math and, and like to go back to early in our conversation yeah. when i would talk to distributors and stuff and they're like when they don't put it up an mg and i i call them on this because i was in sales i'm like so i'm like you're asking me to give you the rights to something and then i'm going to be one of like how many projects you do i get them to tell me all this before i'm like yeah, yeah, yeah. you just told me you're doing 20 projects this year yeah, yeah. so that means i'm getting 5% of your time right. and if you don't put any money that you have to then report to your bosses, there's no incentive for you to push my title right. if you do give me an MG, you're on the hook to make sure that that gets paid
1: back totally, totally. I was like,
2: so you have no incentive to push my product, Right. right. so uh, that is a horrible deal That's for a me Great like,
1: point. Why, like, like another reason why it sucks that MG's have gone away because it forces, it forces them investment. to be yeah, responsible,
2: yeah. where they're yeah. like no, 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 like, I have to make this back yeah, or yeah. I don't get to be able to buy other films I don't keep my position, so
0: Hey everyone, just want to take a quick second out of this electric conversation with Adam to tell you about the Calgary Film Center, uh, which is a world class screen based production facility suitably equipped and serviced so that you can execute your next project with ease. They have 50,000 square feet of purpose built sound stages, and they also have 25,000 square feet of multi purpose warehouse and workshop spaces. Uh, Complemented all of this by their anchor tenant, uh, William F. White. Who has just a ton of gear uh, right next door? Uh, they are Calgary's oldest, or Canada's oldest and largest provider of professional motion picture, television, and digital media production equipment. Um, at the Film Center, they're aiming to deliver production support for uh, screen industry projects that are local, national, and international in their purpose built venue. Uh, and it's, of course, designed to service individual client needs, not kind of a turnkey, one size fits all which is great. Um, And of course, they deliver programs to engage and support innovation and excellence in the film and television industries. Uh, You can definitely find out more and see what they're up to at CalgaryFilmCenter.com. Like, I don't, and I mean, you can't always take that deal. Like, when we did the
2: union, we just, you know, my first talk, we just, any deal. Like, and it was phase four. They were yeah, just yeah, like, yeah. nothing up front, 65, 35 split. And we're like, we'll take it. We're just desperate. We couldn't get anything. Well, and- I
1: actually want to go back to the union and the culture high yeah. briefly. But I, I've i never heard this. I want to jump back a little bit more uh, to uh, the 50-50 deal with with presumably Danny Trejo. Mm-hmm. Uh, what is that? What is that? Like, when you say 50-50, not ownership of the project, but like
2: net profits net profits net oh, profits wow. so because, like 50 because,
1: points of back end is yeah basically. Wow. 50 so
2: and you know almost and, and you know we're we're we just did the same thing with michael bisbing uh we're doing his the ufc fighter the right, first british right. champ we did the same thing with grand fuhrer it, it also makes the negotiations really simple right, to get these people right. we just did it with donovan bailey we're doing right. his documentary right now where like i literally say to them I'm like look if you can get a better deal than this I will tell you to take it. Totally. Because yeah. no other producer is going to yeah, give you 50%. Yeah, yeah. No doubt. I was like, plus I get them a cash fee, right? Because I know. And, right. and, okay. and it's never like, you know, what they get paid. Like Danny gets paid for any movies like 20 grand a day. Right. It's not right. that. But yeah. I'm like, it's something because I'm like, look, I know your time is valuable. Right. So we're going to get money, we're going to get. But at the same time, you know, we have an honest conversation saying, look, when we're doing a doc, we're making, you know, um, a legacy piece for you. So right. you don't, we want to put it on the screen. Right. So the more we put it just into your fees, totally. the less goes on the screen. And it's like, and you can go through all our fees and I do open, like for me, I know somebody's like, don't ever show your, but I just yeah. send it to him so everybody not? can yeah. see what my fees yeah. are. And everybody's, they're all like, like Oh, like they're, they're so all, much bullshit. Oh, like, it like, it cuts, just, out, yeah. cuts out all the bullshit totally. because yeah, yeah. then the other thing is they'll be like, well, we don't want anyone paid more than our talent. I'm like, right. they're not. <laughs> but a lot of them just don't understand budgets too because (laughs) you'll like the directors here, but then he also edits and shoots and does. So like, but that's fair. He is doing all those roles, but no one role gets paid more than the talent. And then, you know, like Donovan, he's a smart, smart business guy. These guys are all like, dude, I'm getting cash up front. I own 50%. I'm involved in the project. I'm involved in the creative process. And we also like them involved. I mean, none of them, none of our talent is ever over our shoulder in the editing room. Right. I know when my team does something, we deliver great stuff. So we're never, but you know, you create the treatment, they go over the treatment. They're like, I like the treatment. They help you with the interview list. So like, don't do this person. Definitely put this person. You didn't even think about this person. Perfect. So then we're, we're always when the talent's worried about the creative, they're always like, I'm like, how far can we go? If we create a treatment and you like the treatment, and then we have the pitch book and the outline, and then you see our interview list and you help us go over the interview list really it kind of builds itself from there, right? right? And right. people are like, great, I'm involved in the creative. I get like, and we want them to have that kind of like, you know, the final cut is always based on the director and the talent's final say. Really? Okay. Because then that way, if the agents get in, right. they're like, we want this, we want this, like client loves it, director loves it. Yeah. You have no say, <laughs> what can, right? what You're you do, down, yeah. right? right? So it actually protects you that way it's, as well.
1: It's super smart. And especially since it's a biopic, yeah. it, it makes so much sense. Of course they should have control over, over the message and, and, and you're, you're profiting off of their likeness and their story. That makes sense. That, that I don't know if you can do that. It's, it'd be something interesting to try. I don't know if you could do that in other forms of documentary necessarily or – uh, narrative, but it's interesting. It's a really- well,
2: yeah, yeah. I mean, narrative view, obviously, because you're especially, you're dealing with a whole bunch of actors and yeah, stuff. So it's, yeah. it gets different, but right. maybe your lead, you negotiate yeah, something yeah, like that. Yeah. So then in the long run, you're like, look, if it does really well, you know, we'll give you back end points. So then they don't mind promoting it, right? right? So then you're not asking them to do that. And they give you like one tweet, like, hey, yeah, yeah, check yeah. out this film. And you're <laughs> yeah, like, <for> sure. that's <laughs> like, you know, like when we're releasing, like Danny plans on going on the talk shows and doing the podcast. And so doing, like, this, it's it's his piece, right? Awesome. So you got to so-
1: get him on this podcast.
2: <laughs> 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 well, we will, we do plan to bring him to Edmonton. And that's the thing is he'll travel on a whim if we get his yeah, things. Yeah, and he's like, you know, we went to this prison and Danny's 75. Wow. He's working 10, 12 hours a day. Right. And this, it was 115 degrees wow. in Arizona. Was so hot. No complaints. Wow. Right. Just, he would just, he's like, can I sit in the air conditioned car and we're not rolling? And I'm like, absolutely. Um, yeah. Well, I mean, that's did all. Did you interview and
1: Robert Rodriguez?
2: We did. Yeah. How was that? He was awesome. And actually we got know. one of those things when you get. One of those great compliments, like, you know, you always are trying to do your best and think that you're always learning and doing good. And we got a great compliment from him. So our U.S. producer, Ileana, she um, she worked with Robert uh, in, um, at Troublemaker for several years. Wow. So she lined up the interview. Cool. And Robert had 20 minutes because he's pr- promoting Alita. And okay. we rented a suite in his hotel. So we literally just had Smart. to come upstairs. And nice. then that way there was no way he could... Perfect. So we ran to the suite and and Robert comes in, and he only had um I think twenty minutes or thirty minutes to do it. That sucks, oh, uh, yeah, it's but we our director Brett, so like he knew his questions so good, and Brett does a very different where I'm asking the questions, but Brett's created the questions, he's gone okay. over them over, and he literally plays me like. An instrument. Like, oh, yeah. if he sees emotion coming from me, he'll like squeeze my shoulder <laughs> right. or he'll like step on my toe. But then he's operating the camera because he's also oh, the DOP for wow, the docs. So he has almost like a bird's eye view of like what's going on. And sometimes he can see things going on like a good conversation. Right. And he'll just like tap me, like just let it go. Just like right, don't, right, right. don't worry about the next question. Okay. Okay. And he knows his questions so well that like with robert we were getting we were getting like robert's like i don't know much about danny's prison stuff you have to ask somebody else about that right, right. like i knew he served time but right. and then right away Bradley, like, okay he'd scroll down on the thing he'd be like skip these go to question 13. Ah, and i'm like wow okay and <laughs> it's like,
1: sure. so i'm like sure i'm mm. like that's amazing scrolling down and then, maximize the time
2: so we crushed the interview got everything we needed and then robert iliana text and was just like thank you again for doing this and then robert texted her and was like your guys took they were showed me nothing but professionalism they managed my time perfect we had him out there exactly when he said he wow, needed to leave wow. and they're like they asked really thoughtful and passionate questions you are in great hands and wow. danny's story is too Amazing. So our la our, our iliana our, our u.s producer she was thrilled just being like you know because she put her neck out to make this with danny they make this happen and just to get that kind of reconfirmation made right. sure that their relationship stayed strong right. that he gave us such a good review being like super professional respected my time that they care about Danny Amazing. can't wait to see the project. So, so that's great. so it was cool for us we, yeah. we went out we actually he's celebrated and had a beer right yeah. that this legend yeah. said like you guys didn't. And right when he came in our setup, he's like, oh because a lot of times too when people think a doc. They're thinking like, okay, we're gonna come in with like one light and just right. do this thing, but like Brett takes two and a half hours to do his light. Whoa, like wow. we dismantled that it, suite. It right? It always
1: like, is so specific. Like yeah. every every still, I've seen every doc, I've seen every mm-hmm. every every one of those setups is and it's and it's interesting because you could just be like, oh, we're in your environment, we're in your house or right. whatever, perfect. We'll yeah. just let it be what it is. But it is manicured, like especially the hockey stuff. You know, I notice is no. Brett, so Brett
2: is like he is a, like a, I I truly believe after inmate, he's really gonna be recognized in Canada as one of the best. Wow. like documentary filmmaker directors he's unbelievable everyone he works with and it's funny because coming from like the la culture a lot of times like our la counterparts are always like oh where's brad how come he's not coming out i'm like he never comes out they're like, <laughs> what do you mean like he'll come for dinner right and then he's like adam i, I gotta questions research Working. editing right backing up footage right. and and after a while our la team was kind of like well, that's good actually we like that he's not coming up for beer <laughs> yeah. but we're just used to like la directors where they're Partying, kind of like yeah hey, we shot now it's drinking time and like <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. never like in the huh. years i think brett's come out for one or two beers wow, and then wow. he's like i gotta go do questions and stuff Fair so huh. yeah so i mean brett dissected that stuff so right when robert walked in he was like oh he's like you guys have made this look really good and he's like what camera are you using what lenses you got on nice, there right nice. they were like and robert loves that digital stuff of right course, so he course. was like Ray, then, or him and Brett were vibing on that right away. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Well, and that's one of the first times I ever, uh, you know, I'd seen Danny in, he's like, you know, thug number three, you know, back in the 80s. And like, like so you see his face all the time. And then Rodriguez really like pumped him up, obviously. That was the first Machete.
2: So when Danny became Machete, and that's really what we focused in on robert's interview danny was the first uh mexican american to get a leading role in his 60s in hollywood history no one had ever gotten like he'd been supporting in a million yeah, yeah, things yeah. or yeah. but that was his first leading role wow. you know in his 60s and he really changed the paradigm of who can be and machete ended up doing like and it all started with a spoof trailer yeah yeah that's right it was just a joke <laughs> that's
1: right yeah. where
2: just robert just wanted to make this trailer he'd always had this character of machete and when they first worked together on desperado he's like dude i'm one of these days i'm going to put this together and right. and, and good for people to listen but it took them like i think he said 12 years to get into production wow. that's robert rodriguez yeah, right yeah. so it gives you an idea for those that are hustling and be like man i've worked on this for three years and it's so hard to get it's hard yeah hard to get things yeah. greenlit even when totally. you like robert rodriguez who had done all these amazing absolutely, things absolutely. like it's hard i
1: remember i was back when when the comic convention here in calgary was not nearly as big as it was uh they would get like some big like comic book level stars um but you don't necessarily know their names unless you're like a big comic book fan and and like the guy who did oh uh that movie uh, set in toronto with uh the kid from oh, man i can't remember anything uh arrested development um the kid from Arrested Development, and he he uh, Michael Sarah, yes, Michael Sarah, yeah. versus the world. Oh, uh, yeah,
2: yeah, that uh, it's a weird one. Yeah, 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 I didn't connect with it, but that a huge yeah, cult following sure, that one. Sure, yeah, yeah. yeah.
1: Uh, the creator of that was on this panel with the creator of Preacher, and Preacher. And they were just like, and it was like, I don't know. There were like fifteen people in the room, and I was like, I'm hearing these things, like, oh, that guy's movie is happening. That's the that's the uh, Michael Sarah movie, and then this guy's got Preacher, and oh, Rodriguez has it optioned, and he has had it optioned for years, and he obviously let it lapse because Seth Rogen finally did it. Yeah, but um, like it's it's yeah, you, you can be Rodriguez, you can have a great property, and still not. It's know, hard. It's
2: yeah. hard, man, to get things green lit. That's why yeah. it, it, like everyone should be for every movie. That's with a little bit. I'm trying to dabble in the dramatic world, and kudos to you guys for finishing your first. Movie. Like the dramatic world drives me crazy. It's yeah. the egos in there, just like.
1: <laughs> right.
2: I mean, you guys did your own writing and stuff, right? So yeah, that helps with yeah. like you got like writers or you got ego, and then yeah, actors, Kevin Dory, and then like
1: who's on the episode probably before this uh, is like 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 a uh yeah a unicorn like he yeah. wants to be on set but he doesn't want to like like i'm like i'm shooting this this way and he's like uh whatever you need man like he he gets the budget level especially yeah but yeah you get you, you certainly do have the yeah writers.
2: it's 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 a new challenge for me and i i do I do plan on doing it and hopefully moving forward well, next fall my first... what about Juarez
1: 20... What is it called? 20... I, I helped
2: that. So my buddy yeah. Rocky and Chris Lee, the director, really the the muscle behind that. I helped them with a few things. Right. When they were kind enough to give me a co-producer credit, right, which right. is great. But it, I wouldn't say I, I truly earned that, right? right. Like, I helped with the very few things. I helped with some distribution de- deals and stuff. Like, helped, but not... You know, and actually, rocking the movie, they actually put some money in my pocket, which is great too. Yeah, we yeah. made like that's a genre film that you know did starring Danny. Well, yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's where we met Danny for inmate, and oh, now okay was wow. on the set of that, okay, cool. right? Well, yeah, so I wasn't
1: sure because I, I know that I mean he also did uh, hashtag Roxy. But yeah, it was after well, the that fact.
2: was because I know Eric and Camille kind of, from right. Mosaic and right. the whole everybody's right. like, do you know like I was like I can get you in touch with Gloria, so that's awesome. like we got a good relationship yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: there. Uh so so was that Juarez movie that that first put you in touch with Danny. Yeah. So what I wanted to do was go back to uh, remind me of your early uh, the early documentaries. The
2: Union, the business the union, Beyond getting high, and then uh, the culture high. Culture high
1: was the next one.
2: Yeah, that was the follow up. Yeah. And
1: then what was after that?
2: Then uh, the Good Son, the life of Ray Boom Boom Mancini, okay. and then I also like line Produce and production managed I am Bruce Lee. Oh wow! Uh, and then uh, and then Ice Guardian.
1: Ice Guardian. Chasing Evil, Chasing and, Evil, right? And now so Chasing Evil is an important one to me, I, I think, because. Like I, like you've built this, this resume and you, you and your team, of course. Uh, but I think chasing evils is is, a, is an important pivot point because it's the first time I, I think where you're, you know, we, people can go back and listen about the union and, and why you were perfectly positioned to make that doc yeah. at that time. But, but as your career progressed, like, how do you go from making the documentary that's right for you to make at the right time? Because you're the right guy. And then do a Danny Trejo documentary or a Donovan Bailey documentary, like th- that's a progression that is uh, what's so impressive, I-, I think, because it's not just stuff you have access to, the hockey world, yeah, you do. But chasing, chasing evil is the first one, I think. I don't know unless you know knew him personally or like. why. No,
2: you're 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 right, and that's an it's an interesting thing I'm having to kind of like self reflect on that I'm like wow, like I'm like I my team and I now have a brand that people want to bring their docs right, to, right? right. They've now seen my work or right. my team's work and they're like, Hey, I want my story told. In I see way, you guys yeah. do dope shit. Yeah. I want you to do mine, which is really cool. Cause when we, we, and yeah, and Robbie was the first one, right. And my director, Jesse James Miller that I worked with on the good son, he'd seen their work and Jesse done a small thing about the snake river Canyon jump. So Jesse came to me, we were looking for something it was right after Ice Guardian, so I had I re- really learned the financing thing, went to Super Channel, got CMF tax credits, the whole thing, snapped the budget together, came really quick actually like it was like, literally in like three months we were financed, wow. it was crazy and, I, and then yeah, we were doing Chasing Evil, which is another great one and it was like, that's one where even as much as we knew kind of our distribution got screwed up, we went with Thunderbird out of Vancouver, who's great and my sales agent's there, but we sold a bulk of it to a U.S. company that's now having financial troubles, and oh, yeah. they actually got served. Right, Shit, so they haven't paid us, like, or they right. haven't paid Thunderbird, which was right. okay because we got paid. We got an MG from Thunderbird, okay. so we were okay. There but I still don't like any. I like all my films to be profitable because right. when I go back to Thunderbird, there's that asterisk next to our project, meaning like, well, oh, this one didn't make money. I'm like, well, that's because that fucking company, <laughs> right? Went bankrupt or whatever yeah, right yeah, and it's yeah. like it sucks it's one of those ones like is there can't, any
1: hope for it to like get out of that and so,
0: it's just
2: we're hoping yeah. we're hoping yeah. and now and of course now once it's released there's like no real value right, on anything right. so we're hoping maybe and netflix passed initially so we're hoping to try to get some other you know maybe a netflix acquisition down the road and right. see if we can get uh you know it would be much smaller because now it's been on platforms and been on sure. other things but where it's tough man or even you have a great film and like you know it's it's funny because like um michael jorgensen and stuff thought that was the best doc out of the ones that i'd got oh, to really? work on yeah. he enjoyed that one the most And right. but yeah it just didn't, and then the, the the release though didn't connect like it yeah it, it's a tough genre too because The Knievels of is is exciting as a family. They are. They were also evil as a tyrant. Right. And Robbie is hard to deal with when he's drinking. Sure. So. They're not easy to promote. Like a lot of places wanted the film, and then we're like, "Oh, do you want us to try to get Robbie?" And they're like, "No." <laughs> like, they're like we dealt with him; we don't yeah, want him yeah, to come. So, shit. and then you know, I really you,
1: want to see that one. How, is there a way to see? Yeah, it? oh yeah, it's on iTunes it's and on stuff iTunes so like that. Yeah,
2: so it's, it's on iTunes and Amazon and all those platforms. And uh, there, it's always oh, Super Channel too. If you have Super Channel, it'll be on like oh, the I Super do. Channel Vault. Yeah, yeah, of course. Yeah, so, of so it'll course be on yeah, there. Yeah, yeah. Awesome. and I got a great compliment from Super Channel there, where after they watched it, like a sentence, then like three or four days later, they literally said. Adam they're like we literally now when people pitch us a doc we literally show them ice guardians and chasing evil and say if your doc looks like that we'll acquire it right. if it's not in this level don't even bring it to us nice, nice. and I was like really and they're like hundred percent <laughs> like, we go to the market they're like it eliminates so many of these other ones that don't know what they're doing because right, as right, soon right. as people see yours they're just like uh yeah, we're not doing that kind of doc, right? And there's so. no
1: reason not to shoot at that level, right? It's not like it's not like it's a fifteen million dollar budget. No. It's, and, and
2: when you commit, it, if you understand the Canadian system, right. it's there to be had, right, right. right? You got the CMF regional bonus, right. which all you need is a broadcaster to trigger that. Okay, so you get your broadcast license and the regional bonus. What's the
1: regional bonus exactly? I've always heard CMF, but like Alberta has its own envelope. Is that what it's free saying? money? Just for Alberta, sir?
2: Well, now they they changed it a little bit here. So basically, if you apply, like they have two diet deadlines, one's in April and one's in September. Okay. And if you apply and you're fully financed, meaning like you got your broadcast, like you don't have to have the cash in the bank, but if you have your broadcast license and you have your tax credit estimate and detailed tax credit calculation and interim financing for those tax credits, or a lot of times they'll just accept the tax credits. Right. Then 15% of your budget, You will when you apply and you meet all the checks and balances of CMF, you will get a non-recoupable tax free grant from the CMF. Unreal. Now, what they used to do is, I one of the reasons I moved to Alberta is that that used to be on its own, and there was always money available.
1: Right, because they're just so you got your full ask all the time. You got
2: you you put in fifteen percent of your budget, you'd get it. Right now, they've looped us in with BC and Ontario, which Uh, I don't know why they went back to this. So we've been getting BC and Ontario like they're all lumped into one big regional. Like for the yeah BC, I get, but why. I don't know. Like they huh. just, they pooled it on and it's really, even when you call the CMF and they explain it to me, they're like, well, we do it like this. And then I'm like, <laughs> what? I don't even understand.
1: Those are the two worst territories. Oh, I to know, right. It's,
2: it's, it was so, I, I, I like, I know the CMF well now, now cause I've done like 10 projects with them. So, I, they all know me there and I always call, I, I'm like, I say, "Yeah, hey, it's your favorite pain in the ass calling because <laughs> I challenge the thing is they are funded by a Canadian taxpayers dollars. So that yeah. money is for us. And then totally. you, you can challenge things. So that's something when they have their general meetings, I'm like, why did you lump our province in with the two that already totally. have a million other things? Totally. Right? Like, yeah. We want our. If you want our filmmakers to stay outside of those greater areas, then we shouldn't be competing with those ones. That's the whole reason I moved. I didn't move to Edmonton because of the weather. I lived (laughs) in Kelowna, (laughs) right? right? I moved to Edmonton because you can be a big fish in a small pond, and you can get a lot of good relationships. And I like the blue collar attitude here, versus dealing in Vancouver and Toronto, where it's often the snooty attitude, and we're awesome and we're the best. And I just want to be able to do what I do because I love it. I don't care about people knowing who I am or posturing because, Oh, I've been in this film festival. And like, <laughs> right, I, right. That's not me. So <laughs> I just want to, I love telling stories and I love going on these adventures and having the honor of like, you know, I, I have to pinch, I've been pinching myself a lot and reflecting a lot lately where, you know, I grew up watching Grant fear and the Oilers and now he's trusting my team to tell his story. And in fact, when we first got on the call, he was like, Adam, I watched ice guardians and I absolutely loved it. I'm yeah. so happy your team's doing my story. Nice. And I'm thinking in my head, I'm like, man, I used to watch you as a kid and like pretend <laughs> to do saves and like, yeah, yeah, yeah. now you're happy I'm doing your story. Even right? I had
1: his jersey. Right, like I'm did. not a big hockey fan, but as a kid, I had a few jersey. Yep. Yeah. Oh, and you know, talk about a
2: sweetheart of a man too, just an absolute gem. So it is. Uh, it is an interesting place that my team has come to now where it is, and there's some other ones coming up right now that hopefully I'll be able to mention in a few months, like some really big names from the U S where cause a Rolodex now with like, That's what Danny what I mean. like, like now yes. there's just about anyone that, you know, like, and we just signed Michael Bisming, you know, like the first, you know, British U- UFC champion. He just retired. He just fought G- George St. Pierre. And we were just at the UFC event in Calgary. And, there's all these other fighters, but everybody loves Bisbin Cause he's right, got right. this, he's like a real life Guy Ritchie movie, right? right? He's got this accent. He got his eye. He's like, I my fucking, you know, I was doing this and fucking guy hit me. And like, Oh yeah. He's, he's a, just a, a riot. Like I, I, we're going to become boys after this film. He's just a great awesome. dude. And like really excited. Like he saw all of our stuff and he's like, fuck yeah. He's like, let's make a documentary boys. <laughs> right. Like, and, and nice. it's, it's honestly, it's so crazy now, but exciting at the same time. Where like, this is all coming to my team. Mm -hmm. The challenge we're having now is like managing, having several projects on the go where I'm like, right. cool. yeah. Then that's different financing avenues, right? Where people are like, Adam, why don't you just go through there? I'm like, well, listen, I kind of loaned at this bank right now. And and as you know, it takes a long time for your tax credits and stuff to
0: come back. So we're going to stop it right there. That's right. Tune in next week (laughs) for the second part of Adam Scorgi's interview. And uh, there's a bit of an announcement in that one. A little bit yes that's right, right. yes uh, so one of the
1: yeah one of the reasons we wanted to split it up is because he uh, shares some news that's actually not public
0: yet uh, so come back next week and and find out what that is uh, okay let's get into the news you can use uh, brought to you every week by bleeding art industries. Uh, and this week they have another unique tip. This is amazing. Like they just spend so much time writing. These yeah. Yeah. And they're, all, and they're all, then they're all really like, yeah, it's like not, it's not like, and, don't forget to get some fake blood. It's, yeah. it's like really That's good C47, stuff. Yeah. is a, is a clothespin. It's <laughs> yeah. like, yeah, yeah. So this, this week they say the moment you've been working towards has finally arrived. You have received a contract from a major distributor or broadcaster mm-hmm. at that moment when all you want to do is sign it and pop the champagne. It's essential to take a deep breath and read every word. Every single word of punctuation has meaning in a contract. That's true, actually. A mm-hmm. comma can make a difference it's in true. a clause. It's true. So, take time to review and understand what you're signing. It goes without saying that you should also have a your lawyer review the contract. We know a situation where this wasn't done, and the creators found out too late they had signed away all their rights and no longer owned what they created, nor oh, any no. ancillary content from the original series. Whoa. Contracts are binding, and once they are signed, there is no going back. Wow. It is a scary moment, signing a contract. That is, yeah. yeah for sure. Um, just, yeah, don't just, if, if you care about your project, don't don't just sign don't. it without a without a lawyer. Totally. And it's it's not as expensive as you might think. No, it's absolutely not. Yeah. Um, and if you need a good entertainment lawyer, we can recommend Greg Pang from mm-hmm. Red Frame Law mm-hmm. in Edmonton. Um, he's totally reasonable. He's great. He's fast. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, it's like just imagine you know what he'll like. He's he's saved our butts totally before. Like he's totally with, yeah. yeah. It's worth it. It's just yeah.
1: Yeah. If you if you care at all about what you're making, you have to protect it. You have to For sure. and and it's and it sucks being the producer and getting to that point and be like, Oh, we spent so much money and I'm already out of pocket and my credit card's maxed and now I have to spend more to get this contract reviewed. But it's worth it. You have to find a way. Totally. Yeah. Yep. Okay. okay so upcoming deadlines uh aptn and imaginative uh, are calling for a web series um this is uh we're gonna have to speed around this uh yeah. but uh you can check out the link in the show notes uh looking for uh original web series until thursday august 9th so find out more details at the link but um they're basically two or three minutes long uh to a maximum of five minutes in length and
0: uh yeah check out the show notes uh, the BAMF center is hosting an adventure filmmakers workshop. Oh yeah. This sounds cool. Yeah. This is during the BAMF uh, center mountain film and book festival, um, in the fall, uh, enrollment is limited to 24 participants and the application deadline is August 8th. Um, yeah. So it's just kind of a, you know, it's a, it offers a hands-on practice, lively discussion and brainstorming evenings with film screenings, guest speakers, and social events. Uh, it's pretty cool. Um, you can check out BAMF uh, or the show notes for more information about this
1: we've mentioned this a number of times. And actually, it sounds like we may have an NSI related episode coming up. But uh, uh, NSI Totally Television uh, is due on August 13th. So get your applications in. You don't have much time
0: to apply. So now is the time to start if you haven't already. Yeah, the NSI Features First program, which is uh, something that Matt and I went through and I would say has been a critical piece of our career.
1: I think, yeah, we always point Without to it, it as kind of the turning the, point.
0: It was, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Um, so the application for that <laughs> is coming up on September 14th. Um, we are going to have a guest from NSI on, chatting about that program, chatting about all their programs uh, in the next couple of weeks. So uh, start digging into those guidelines and uh, we'll be sharing some more about that soon. Uh, and so the the CCASA, the Calgary Centre
1: uh, what is it? Communities oh, against sexual communities abuse. against yeah. se- sexual abuse. Thank you. Um, uh, putting on a, a discussion night f- uh, regarding v- uh, sexual violence in the media, um, which is something you know is it's very big topic right now. Something that is worth your time if you can get out there. August eighth, totally. six fifteen to eight fifteen, and it's free. So so uh, yeah, uh, check out. I guess. The Calgary Centers for Sec, uh, for against Calgary communities against. Comu- oh, why do I think it's centers? Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, uh,
0: Google it. <laughs> we don't have a link, C but C usually yeah. stands for center. Yes, yeah. Yeah. yeah, um, you know what else is free? Admission to the FABA summer party. Yes, so this is happening at the Ortona Room and Courtyard. It's a barbecue and a potluck, um, for memberships of FABA. It's a great networking opportunity, uh, or just to see some friends. It's happening August 17th from 6 p.m. to midnight, and as always, they'll be unveiling the results of the Super 8 Challenge once the sun goes down. The summer barbecue and karaoke party over at the CSIF is coming
1: up. Um, this is a this is a, a kind of a new event for the CSIF. Sort of. They've been doing a summer mixture but yeah, but it's, yeah, yeah. But this is kind of an extra bonus event for for members this year uh, and non-members, and um, it's specifically meant to also be a reminder to get your uh, membership up to date and get your volunteer hours in so that you can apply for the telephone micro budget program, right. the telephone talent to watch program, I should say, uh, which is probably going to come up in about six months, and you need to have been a member of the CSI for four six months before you can qualify to
0: apply so, right. so, if you're thinking, so now's right. the time that's if a, you haven't perfect yeah yeah, yeah absolutely true um, upcoming screenings uh, the Fava main course screening is happening this weekend August 5th at 4 p.m. at the Metro Cinema admission by donation no and you can check out um, brand new local short films showcasing the work of their intermediate filmmaking class, which is the main course, um, definitely recommend you check that out and see what uh, you know intermediate filmmakers are making in yeah Edmonton. Uh,
1: the the CSAF summer media arts camp, uh, near and dear to my heart, uh, it is actually maxed out, um, which is great. Um, and uh, huh. Anna Cooley will be instructing that. Um, so if you are interested in um, creating a letter writing campaign and demanding that the CSIF do yet another one, you should do that. Um, Otherwise, uh,
0: stay tuned next summer for another edition of that. Uh, The Fava Free For All, which is a workshop that is limited to eight spots. This is cool, um, but it's free. Mm -hmm. uh, It's coming up. This one is about location sound. It's happening at the end of the month, August 26th, from 1 p.m. to 5 p.m. at at Fava's exhibition suite. Uh, And, you know, location sound. Uh, Critical. Totally. Can't have a movie without sound. It's half the movie. And eight people is like a good number. You're, you're, you're going to yeah. be able to get very hands-on. Yeah. So it's a three-hour workshop. Learn how to work a mixer, point a boom, and most important, what to listen for.
1: And what a... Yeah. That's... Oh, that's cool. Oh, that's Interesting. Cool. Yeah. And what a bonus for yeah. uh, FAVA members who yeah. have to pay nothing. As long as you register
0: and get one of these eight spots, Damn, um, it's a free, free event. So it's, it's cool. Yeah. It's have, I, have I mentioned this podcast that I'm jealous <laughs> of FAVA? Uh, okay. What's shooting? 10 Star Season 2 is... Yes. Uh, wrapping today oh wow look at that! that is the last day huh. that we're yeah as we record this interesting interesting. interesting Congrats, to star folk yeah cool uh east texas oil which is a feature shooting in calgary um wraps on monday wow that was uh, it feels that like such was, a short shoot yeah, that but was that's how fast. it goes black summer of course the the netflix digital series shooting uh, until the end of september heartland shooting until the end of september as well mm-hmm. um and z or zed a feature film uh kind of a zombie movie i think right yeah uh, i think so yeah chris ball and kurt Harder. that's uh shooting as we speak and that goes until august 17th oh this is new oh, okay so i
1: wasn't i wasn't like jones and of course coming up in september but I, but i've been wondering what the title of this disney movie right. is and apparently they're shooting in Cochrane right now right. or, or they've like got their building off. sets yeah, got, yeah, yeah. yeah right yeah yeah it's called tenfold oh. uh in pre-production, like pre-production until uh, september right, 23rd until okay, september cool. yeah. Um, Interesting good find super. Briar I I yeah I was interested to know what that title was if it's Disney related <laughs> Briar knows
0: Right true enough. she was like Disney's shooting in I was like yeah they, they do that sometimes. They've done that yeah they done that and she's like really So maybe she was going to get a job on that that's smart series. yeah <laughs> that'd be great. uh
1: I think yeah I think we yes uh, yeah somebody somebody's working in the production office so it's cool that yeah. that's already open uh um, we neglected uh, to
0: prepare for to this recommendation. but there are there are no
1: job calls um this uh week but i'm sure we'll have some for you next week but uh, as i stall for time for recommendations S-
0: right we what? are stalling mm-hmm, mm-hmm. i wonder if people listening are really interested in these recommendations
1: i wonder too yeah does anybody ever care i think occasionally i've i've heard that people Got maybe, maybe or once or twice they're like yeah yeah i I feel like everybody already knows about this stuff. I don't don't know that we're...
0: Yeah, maybe not.
1: I recommend stroking our egos a little bit, people. Sure. <laughs> tell, us, tell us if this is of any use to you. But uh, I'll just swing back to ATB. You know, there's no reason yeah, you can't able. just reach out to Mitch uh, at ATB. Uh, all their info is online on the uh, on the ATB artist um, branch, um, which is cool. And, um, you know, you don't have to have a project. You can just ask, you know, how does this work? How does interim financing work when I... If I want to get, say, money from the Alberta Media Fund, they don't give you that money up front. How do I how do I bridge the gap um, when uh, I I have a project that is
0: uh, eligible for for that? So um, I'm sure Mitch would love to take 10, 20 minutes and explain to you how it all works. I'm going to recommend an event and it's happening this Sunday. So if you're, I hope you're listening now Uh, there's an event happening in the evening um, at a new event venue called the Foundry. Mm. And uh, this event is, is the Calgary filmmakers networking event. I didn't think of this. this, So, you know, Matt, Matt hosts these networking events every month and uh, this month's one is coming up. But what's special about this one is that the proceeds uh, of the event go towards Matt. (laughs) Yes. All for me. (laughs) Specifically to kids up front, which is the charity that Matt is doing something called stranded water valley Four. Tell us about what thank that you, event is. F- thank
1: you for saying that. I uh, I totally forgot. Um, it is, uh, I, I'm I'm basically going to get to be on Survivor. Um, but that's what Strider Water Valley is, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, and so in, in order to, to participate in that, I need to raise uh, $2,500. Um, and I'm getting there, uh, which is cool. Uh, thanks to many of probably you listeners uh, donating. Um, and uh, so, yeah, the event is is uh, in support of that uh, to kind of put me over the top and um, also get, uh, you know, just some good networking uh, in for, uh, for the community. For sure. Silent it's, Auction? Yes, Silent Auction, yes. Uh, and the uh what's the what's the other thing is it's uh i, I tr- it's a long weekend so that sucks right um and but i'm trying to put it on the weekend when you know because people are shooting on sure. east texas soil yeah, and yeah. it's a busy summer they, so they
0: have day jobs or whatever yeah for sure for yeah. sure uh so yeah it would be great if people would uh would show up for that okay well that's it that's all that is it thanks uh, to briar for pulling the news together for us as she does every week mm-hmm. uh, to Chad for the music that you hear uh, right after this Brit of course we're doing the design mm-hmm. uh, and Seth who edits this podcast together for us. yeah uh, and if you're
1: an Alberta filmmaker truly this podcast is for you so let us know uh, if you have anything you'd like us to share or
0: talk about on the show we would love it if you'd reach out to us how can they do that Scott uh, email is best hello at abfilmcast.ca or you can find us on Twitter Instagram Facebook SoundCloud it's all AB Filmcast. Uh, of course subscribe on iTunes and give us a sweet five star Ratings. All right, one more final message from our sponsor, APA. And after you listen to that, go, go make, make some. The Alberta Filmmakers Podcast is proudly sponsored by APA, the Alberta Post Production Association. APA represents technical and creative professionals working behind the scenes in editing, sound, and visual effects. Our members live here in Alberta and support producers with expertise in picture editing, color grading, graphic design, compositing, audio post, music scoring, and so much more. For more information about post-production, visit APA online at albertapost.org.